everybody this is the big gold belt wrestling podcast we're here with you on wednesday may is it the 25th today yeah the 25th 25th. um we're here this is aaron and i'm here with dr m who has emerged from his post wrestlemania hole that we keep referring to dr m how you doing i'm doing pretty well i've turned the big 29 today so uh processing all that right now yeah happy birthday uh, man You're old. I am old. As I was saying before we went on the air, it seems like uh, the older we get, the faster the birthdays come around. Yeah, that's that's the truth, man. I just had one in the winter, and that was 29 for me, too, and we all know what's next. Um, but speaking of youth and exuberance, we also have Mr. Silly Sellis. Hello. Ah, youth and exuberance. I like that. Hello, Aaron. <laughs> um. So we're going to get – our big topic for the day is going to be the um, the big announcement of SmackDown going live on Tuesdays starting in mid-July and also the announcement that the brand split is returning. But before we get to that, we just wanted to take maybe the first five minutes of the program or so just to give kind of a few hot takes on the week because we're coming out of Extreme Rules from uh, – that was in Bmore, wasn't it, you guys? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, no. The Raw was in um – be more oh, right. Where yeah. was the paper? Oh, the paper's in Jersey. in Jersey, right? Newark, yeah. And then Raw in Baltimore. So, um, what what's your hot take? Just kind of on the the events, you know, TV events, not you know, off the air brand split events of the week, Mister Sidley Salas. A hot take of yours? Um, for me, it's basically I told you so. And when I say I told you so, just for the <laughs> fact of Roman Reigns did retain at. At Extreme Rules, and I and I told you the reason why because they want to make sure they push this guy, make him legitimate. The one thing the gripe about the match I only have is how he kicked out of the uh, Styles Clash twice, and one of those where his not head but his stomach hit the chair. Uh, I just don't like how you're trying to, to take away the importance of how brutal that move really is when you have somebody kick out twice in that fashion, and then you can pin him with a what they would call a super spear. Him just jumping off the top, uh, that top rope. I, I wouldn't agree with that. I, I do agree with him winning, but basically, I told you so. And we're going to see, continue to see Roman continue to win in different type of ways to legitify, legitimize him, legitimize him. Excuse me, can't talk him as a world heavyweight champion. No, that makes sense. Um, Mr. D Wayne just joining us. We're giving our hot takes on the week, either from Extreme Rules or um, on Raw. Hello, D Wayne from California today, by the way. Um, hello, I'm, I'm in a good mood because I'm going to the Warriors Thunder game tomorrow. You are! That's yep. really cool. Well, have fun. That's going to be loud. Did you have to pay a pretty hefty price for that ticket? Oh, yes. I had to pay a, a pretty hefty price. But, I mean, I figured it's my first um, playoff game since, you know, the Wizards. You know, I haven't been to playoffs 
you know, this year and, and the past years I didn't go. Um, and plus, I mean, it's the Warriors. I mean, 73 win team and it's elimination games. Yeah. I think, hey, it's a once in a lifetime experience. I, I got Golden State winning that one, and then I think anything can happen in six and seven there. But, um, we're just real quick before we get to our, the brand splits, our main topic, and we're just given like a big impression of the week, either Extreme Rules or Raw. Sellis basically said that he told us so on Roman Reigns retaining, um, and he expounded upon that. What's your big take from the week in terms of storyline stuff? So, I, with the whole stuff, last, I think last week, last podcast, I told you all that Roman Reigns, this is how it's going to end. Roman Reigns is going to hit his spear or AJ Styles when he does the phenomenal fall. And I think I called that. That's how it's going to end. So, I mean, I was right upon that. But, I mean, it was typical. I wasn't surprised. Um, Seth Rollins coming back again, I wasn't surprised. I kind of was a little bit that they still going to make him heal. Mm-hmm. Um, Me too, man. And you, and you saw how the, the crowd cheered him. But then as soon as he started talking, they, they switched quick. Um. But there's still been Roman Reigns, which is, you know, not surprising. Mm. Um, but all in all, it's it's telling. And I guess we're going to talk more about this brand split because money, money in the bench is going to have a lot to do with this brand split. Yep, we're, and we're going to get into that because I, I have some connections to that as well. Dr. M, a big impression from the week in wrestling so far. Um, well, first I would... Um, just agree with D-Rain quickly that I think Rollins is probably the biggest impression I had. It it just, it goes to show how much he was missed in WWE because mm-hmm. I think there's just a, there's just a new spark um, at the end of Extreme Rules and it was on Raw too. So it's great to have him back. And quickly, I would just add another big impression for me is that I, I have, I think, another candidate for MVP of at least the first few months of 2016. And for me, that would be Chris Jericho. I think this Chris Jericho is at the top of his game right now. Even that awful asylum match at extreme. 29 minutes, man. 29 minutes. And, you know, somebody, I guess, I think Jim Ross said this in his blog or something. Maybe it looked good on paper, (laughs) but just in reality, it just didn't work. And I don't think it did either Ambrose or Jericho well. But they, at least it was those two doing the match, and they, they did the best they could. But not only the bump Jericho took in that match with the tax, but the interview he gave after it, I think, which was on the YouTube page. And I don't know. I think he's just at the top of his game right now. So he would be an early candidate for MVP of this first part of 2016 for me. That's, I, let me ask you this about the tax. The last time I remember tax was when I went to WrestleMania 22 and um, – Edge was put in the tax before that table spot, the flaming table. Mm-hmm. Have we had tax in WWE since WrestleMania 22 up until now? We haven't. I can't remember a time. So that's kind of like, that's 10 years. Like, that's kind of, that's just an interesting note there. Let me give a, I have a couple real quick big hits here from the week. I think that um, the Charlotte split from Ric Flair would have been far more effective had Ric Flair caused her to lose the title. I didn't think that made a lot of sense, her coming out of nowhere and splitting with her dad, considering she was successful in retaining the title at Extreme Rules with Dana Brooks' help. Um, 
I think that Seth Rollins has been positioned as a heel again because once he's done with Roman, and I fully expect Roman to keep the title when this feud's done, they need heels or some semblance of bad guys because the heel babyface dynamic is really weird in WWE given who they have as champion. But they're going to need some heels to work with some of these babyfaces coming out of NXT, and Rollins is a great candidate for that. Um, So those are two of my big impressions on the week. Um, I definitely want to dive into Money in the Bank. Uh, one thing, I guess one more thing coming out of SmackDown. This is kind of a spoiler alert for uh, tonight's SmackDown. I wish Zack Ryder would have been part of Money in the Bank, and maybe he still can be. I think just playing off of his big win at WrestleMania would have been kind of a fun element. Not that I would expect him to win Money in the Bank by any means, but would have been nice. Um, should we get right into the, bl- the brands? I keep saying bland split. Brand split. Um <laughs> Did y'all give God God gave God MVPs for the first half of the year? Just Doctor. That was just me. Yeah, just Doctor. Oh, okay. Yeah. My MVP is you, D Wayne. I have a few MVPs. But I know a few. Yeah, I know one person y'all won't agree with, but hey, it's fine. Here, I have two MVPs. Coincidentally, they both had, just had a few. Roman Reigns and AJ You're not oh, wrong. Uh, You're not wrong. I agree with that. So we'll we'll see. I'm in, I'm intrigued to see how this this Roman Reigns and this Seth Rollins feud is going to develop and continue on past Main and Bank. Yeah, I think we could get an iteration of that up through SummerSlam. It'd be nice if Dean Ambrose was inserted by SummerSlam. But um, let's get right into the brand split. So it was announced. Um, I, I found out when I woke up this morning and got online. I think the announcement came this morning that SmackDown's moving live on the USA Network. It's going to be moving from Thursday nights to Tuesday nights just based on WWE's road and TV taping schedule. Um it's still a two-hour show, as far as I'm aware of. God knows I don't think it needs to be three. Neither does Raw, but whatever. Um, is it July 19th? Do I have the date right there, guys? I think that's yes. right. Okay, July 19th, that officially takes place. Now, whether the brand split occurs before that remains to be seen. I think it would be a nice hype for the new version of SmackDown to do it on the Raw right before they go live. That's just my, yep. that's my opinion. But basically what they announced was... SmackDown will have unique writing staff. They will have a unique roster uh, and unique stories, which means brand split. So you'll have superstars on the Raw brand, superstars on the SmackDown brand. The last time we had um, a real semblance of two world title pictures was you have to go all the way back to the end of 2013 when Randy Orton united, or unified rather, the, the two titles going into WrestleMania 30 in his match with John Cena. I believe it was a ladder match at TLC. Or a TLC match, rather. It might have been that. But um, it's only been two years, and they're already going back to it. And I guess even back then, it wasn't really a brand split because people weren't really exclusive to either roster. They just had two world titles. So a couple things that we need to talk about with this. Uh, Meltzer came out today and said that WWE is going to go forward with the idea that there will be two world titles, one for Raw, one for SmackDown. Um, I guess my first question is, do you agree that there should be two world titles again? Or can they get a little more creative and do something different, considering the two rosters will be unique? Um, anybody jumping on that? I think it it's definitely should be two world titles, but not to bring a negative point, this is where I wish Cody 
would have hung in just a little while longer because I think Cody could be a perfect candidate being that mid-card if he was given the opportunity. Now, that's just a big if. That if he could be a world title champion on the SmackDown brand, which would probably be the quote-unquote big gold belt, would probably come back. Um, I, I think that's just a perfect opportunity where you have some of these mid-carders who are on the cusp of trying to get to that main event, but not ready for the main event. Um, being the, I guess the main event being the, the 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 number one of the show, which is Roman Reigns right now. I, I think that'll be a great opportunity for him. This is my personal opinion. Wow, that's I do agree that they should bring back two belts. I mean, of course, I would love to see a big gold belt back on TV. <laughs> um, but it's some positives and negatives, and I'm going to go down and say this. I might be against all odds, but the more and more I look at the Money in the Bank ladder match, I the more and more I agree with with Sellers and saying that Kevin Owens might win. I told you, but if Kevin Owens wins, he's going to smack down. I I would agree with that. I, I am totally for that. I think that's perfect for him to do that. Don't match him against Roman Reigns. I agree. Well, it would be, it would make like the SmackDown brand like the cool brand. Like you have yes. Roman for all the kids and like the mainstream people on Raw, and then you've got. Owens as a heel champion who just talks trash all the time on SmackDown. Um, I almost wonder, and tell me what you guys think of this going into Money in the Bank, and I'll ask you this first, Dr. M. Do you think that they go ahead with the brand split a month prior and this Money in the Bank match now becomes a you know World Heavyweight Championship match for the mm. SmackDown brand instead? Uh, I don't think they're going to go that route. Um, and I don't know, guys. I, I'm not feeling the addition of any more belts because 90% of the time, WWE does not put enough attention into the belts they already have. Um, and I think one of the, the tricky issues with this brand split, and I'm, I'm excited for the brand split. Me too, yeah. But um, one of the tricky issues with it is that it's inevitable that SmackDown likely will be slightly less valued than Raw. Raw is the main flagship show. So if we bring in the big gold belts or any sort of world title belt into SmackDown, at some point in the near future, it's going to feel slightly devalued compared to the WWE title on Raw. So I'm, I'm personally not a fan of bringing in another belt. I think WWE, A, has enough belts, and B, should focus on what I think they're starting to do now, which is really kind of devote serious attention to, especially those secondary titles, and maybe make either that Intercontinental or U.S. title sort of the focal point of SmackDown. I, I said um, the same thing on Twitter today, so I, I agree yeah. with you completely on that. But it, yeah, I don't think they're going to do uh, a split of any kind before Money in the Bank, um, just because I, I feel like it's going to get messy at Money in the Bank if they're a ladder match for some sort of world title snack plus perhaps some other money in the bank too. I feel like that's just going to get messy. Well, I guess it remains to be seen because the news only came out today, but it would, it would be very WWE like to kind of hot shot that at money in the mm-hmm. bank. But, um, yeah, I guess court like I said, according to Meltzer, there are plans in the works for a second world title to be introduced on the SmackDown brand. And I wonder if maybe if they bring back Elimination Chamber again or some sort of gimmick match where you can get a lot of guys in there to vie for that world title. Maybe that's how they go about that. Remains to be seen, I guess, though. 
Um, you can always bring back the European title. <laughs> <laughs> I almost wonder too, you guys, um, if they don't, in the interest of selling belts, because Lord knows we saw all the people at the belt stand at the WrestleMania Superstore down in Dallas uh, just two months ago, or a month ago rather, um, I wonder if they'll make a different iteration of another world title brand new belt instead of something that because i love the big gold belt i mean we named our podcast after it but i wonder if they'll make something new for kind of the new generation the new era if you will could you see them going that route ah that 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 would be ideal with the rate that they're going because they have the new women's title they have the i guess semi-new wwe title yeah and this new title that can be debuted on on smackdown which is going to be a new era of that it wouldn't be surprised me at all but the fact is, once again, would you do it for merchandise, or would it be necessary for them to do it? Well, I, I guess, I guess that kind of there's a lot of factors at play there because it's a business. Um, yeah, that's true. Yeah, but I, I do like the lineage of the you know the World Heavyweight Championship belt going back you know to WCW and the NWA and beyond. So I guess I guess that all remains to be seen. Um, you got to think Roman staying on Raw, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. So yeah, then, you, you, we already said Kevin Owens' name, but I guess you're gonna need like, a like at least two big guys for the SmackDown brand, in my opinion. I think Cena and Roman are gonna anchor the Raw brand. I don't know if I see I Kevin Owens as one of the two that's gonna be an anchor of that brand right now. Maybe in another year or two. I just think the the average casual fan does not necessarily know who Kevin Owens is yet. Who do you put on SmackDown as the two big guys to anchor that show that a lot of the Randy stories – I think Randy Orton is a great choice too. I agree with you. Probably I, AJ Styles too. I can see that. Well, I guess let's just go around the horn. If you had to pick – let's even just go top three. Who would? What three guys would you take and make the, the focal points of the storylines on SmackDown? Top three. We'll start with you, uh, Dr. M. So you said AJ. Uh, why do you always start with me? Because uh, I like when you react that way, so I do it. Um, <laughs> Happy birthday. Yeah, uh, birthday boy, you go first. So starting with Raw, well, I guess before I start, what about this idea? Because didn't when they did the last grand split, they had sort of a situation where like the women's champ wrestled on both shows, and like I. It's how it started. WWE it's how it started, and then what happened yeah. was um, Brock won the WWE Championship. And I believe it was, um, I, I think Stephanie might have had control of SmackDown at the time. And she convinced Brock to wrestle exclusively for SmackDown. So that's when Eric Bischoff created the World Heavyweight title belt and gave it to Triple H. Mm-hmm. He just awarded it to him on Raw. This was like 2002 maybe? Because then you went in, because WrestleMania 19 in 03 would have been the first one they had two world title matches. So yeah, that's right. Fall of 02. Um I could see that too, because I, I would say the divas. I can't say divas anymore. Sorry, would have to be exclusive to one show because I don't think they have enough women talent to do two titles like they used to. Yeah, and we that we would have to think about the tag team titles too. Um, that would have yeah. The previous but they had two sets of tag team titles. They did. Um, but I just wonder if that would work now, just because while we. That while WWE is clearly beefing up the tag teams, um, some of them, like the Shining Stars, 
I already know are not going to work. Well, so. there's not there's not enough. It's not deep enough to have two divisions. They they're getting deep enough yeah. for one. Same thing with the women. I think the tags might work really well on raw just because you have to fill a lot of time on raw cuz it's 3 hours and yeah. tag matches can yeah. last a while mm-hmm. but then like you want to have your women be in a really big position a really big spot because mm-hmm. you're rebuilt you're really putting a lot of focus on that i guess a lot of that remains to be seen but that's a great point yeah. that you bring up but going back cuz you're stalling now dr m no, no, no i just i had to throw that out there all right so let's let's even do it this way top 3 for Raw, because I think that's way that's easier, and then your top three on SmackDown. Okay, so for Raw, uh, definitely Roman, uh, definitely Cena, and um, my third would be I'm just thinking them as one. I'll, I'll say the New Day. Um, for SmackDown, I like the idea of Randy Orton there, um, AJ Styles. And I, I actually do think that I was going to say Jericho, but Jericho's in and out so much. Mm-hmm. Um, but I actually do think that Kevin Owens is yep. pretty much at that point where he can legitimately uh, anchor a brand. And so I would I would put him in that that top three on SmackDown. OK. D-Wayne, what about you? Oh, man, that's. Tough. You can't say Batista, by the way, just to preempt <laughs> you. Know. Don't say Batista. All right, you know what? This is what I want to say. Okay. Overall, we're going to have Cena, um, Roman Reigns, and Finn Balor. If he comes up, now if he doesn't come up, then I'm going to go with. He's coming up soon, but he's not going to anchor that show. But I'll respect your opinion. I, I think he is. I think that he's going to be inserted somewhere, somehow, in the upper level quick in a hurry. Okay. Um. Let me see. On SmackDown, Kevin Owens. Hmm. SmackDown's going to be inserted. Kevin Owens, AJ Styles, and. I won't be surprised if they put Seth Rollins on SmackDown. Okay. Uh, Mr. Silly Sellers. This is easy for me. Raw, Cena, Seth Rollins, and Roman. Because I think those are your three biggest draws right now. And then for SmackDown, you got to put your, I guess, sub-biggest draws, but still up there. And I would say Dean Ambrose, Randy Orton, and Kevin Owens as my top three individuals. I I like what you said about New Day, Dr. M. Mm-hmm. Um, it could go in so many different ways. But I think the biggest trigger is who runs Raw and who runs SmackDown. In my personal opinion, I think Stephanie will run Raw, and I think Shane McMahon will run SmackDown. Yeah, yeah, I can I can get with you on that. All right, my turn. Uh, Raw, Cena and Roman, I think we all we all agree that they're, they're not going anywhere. I think you have to have Rollins be the third anchor of that show as a true heel, Given his association with the authority, I think there's still a Triple H Seth Rollins match that needs to happen. You can't; uh-huh. it'd be harder to do that on SmackDown. Um, and then SmackDown, I think Orton's a very obvious choice. I think Kevin Owens is an obvious choice. Um, either AJ or Bray Wyatt. I'd I'd kind of like to see whatever show Balor ends up on, and I I'd like to think he's going to end up on the Raw brand. 
I'd like AJ to be there too because I think there's money to be made with the whole playing out of this this club angle, and I think Balor is going to be a part of that when it crescendos here at the end of the summer sometime. Um, I think Dean needs to stay on the the raw brain too in order to get that shield triple threat done that I keep calling for. Um, well, it seems like I they're. Mean, they're I think it can only. I think it can only help him to be around big stars. Because, yeah. Um, I think. Uh, and this is, again, sort of align, aligning with what Jim Ross said recently, but I think Dean needs some sort of a break or something because he's, I think he's cooled off. Well, it would have been, it would have been a nice break if he had lost that asylum match. He could have been written off TV for a little bit. Um, yeah. Okay, I have, I have one more big question, and this might be um, the most fun because, you know, in in wrestling podcasts and the IWC, we like to complain a lot about, oh, he's not getting pushed. He should be getting pushed. Um, and actually, before I get to that, let me just say, when Shinsuke Nakamura comes up, he is a prime candidate to be on the SmackDown brand because you will have a big audience that will want to see him on a weekly basis. Yep. And I think that he could ascend much quicker considering his, his he's a little bit ahead in age compared to some of the newer guys. I think he's 38 right now. That would be a great spot for him. But I think Nakamura is going to anchor the NXT brand when Balor's gone. But um, what I was going to say was, who's going to benefit from this? Um, who's going to get more shine? You know, you mentioned Cody Rhodes could have been a recipient of a lot of shine by moving to the SmackDown brand. Because you're not going to have Roman taking the whole time on SmackDown. You're not going to have Cena taking the whole time on SmackDown. I think of guys like Apollo Crews who haven't really had a chance to get any footing. I think Baron Corbin would be a great addition to the SmackDown brand. Those are two that I can think of. Um, who do you guys like to maybe be, uh, ascend a little quicker, kind of like the Edges, the CM Punks, the Rey Mysterios of yesteryear that were that benefited, Jeff Hardy even, benefited from being on that SmackDown brand? That's a great question. Uh, who, who do you want? I think he'll benefit the most because... It'll take away main stars from each show. It'll take away those big, big stars. Cesaro. I think he'll benefit a lot. That's a great... That's a, I mean, he could almost be in whatever their world title is. He could almost be in that picture right now. Yeah. And I... Yeah, that's that's a really great point, man. Really great point. He dominated SmackDown when he was the U.S. champion and spoke all those many languages for that little gimmick that he had. He had a great run. Yeah. What about uh? What about you, Doctor M? Who do you like to get some shine from having more? Because uh, they're going to need to make stars to fill out these brands, like D Wayne kind of alluded to. Right. Yeah. Um, so I like all that's been mentioned so far. Um, Cesaro was at the top of my mind when you first asked the question, and I think this. I agree with you, Aaron, that this can only be good for Baron Corbin as well. Um, another person I would really be interested to see is Carl Anderson. Um, I think there is nothing but potential in Carl Anderson. I mean, he's going to be in this whole club storyline for a while, but you know, eventually that's going to stop. And I think he would be an excellent person to get pushed up into like a intercontinental or U S title picture. So I'll be interested to see how they develop him. Yeah. You got anybody sell us? I do, and it's a 1A, 1B, okay. and you'll see where I'm going with this. I'm going to say Tyler Breeze and Fandango. And the reason why I say those is not because I have partial to both of them. 
But if you remember <laughs> when Fandango came out when he debuted right before WrestleMania 31, no, it was, I'm sorry, 29, when he debuted right before WrestleMania 29, and he debuted on SmackDown. Imagine if SmackDown was live like it is now. Do you think Fandango would have had a bigger effect than he did if he just had to debut on SmackDown, which was pre-recorded, then come on Raw. And remember, Tyler Breeze did the same thing. Yeah, he yeah. debuted on SmackDown and then tried to go on Raw. And to me, that wasn't great. Now you can get a chance to debut or re-debut these guys, hence them as a tag team, and that might be a legit tag team run that they can do. And if they have a legit tag team run, that might open them up you know, to something individually later down the line. But a SmackDown gives them a chance to do that. So I'm I'm gonna root for Tyler Breeze and Fondango on this. One. I I also I also think we <laughs> we I like to, I like when you say Fondango because you pronounce it correctly. Um, Fondango. I think we would be remiss if we didn't mention that the raw the people that do stay on the raw brand are going to directly benefit from the brand split also because you're getting a bunch of bigger talent off of that show, which sure. gives more focus to the people who do stay on Raw. Um, I think it's. I think if Cena brings back this U.S. Open challenge, and I really hope he does, although they were hinting at um, on SmackDown because I read the spoilers, um, Titus O'Neil is going to go after that U.S. title next from Rusev, oh. which is great, by the way. I love that. Yeah, um, it is great. I think there's going to be some people that could benefit from being around Roman, and you know, we kind of hypothesize maybe Roman, Seth, Cena, some semblance of that being on Raw. I think if the Wyatts stay on Raw, that they're going to become a much bigger entity when they come back here anytime. But if you move the Wyatts to SmackDown, I think Bray's champion by the end of the year. So that, that's very that's very exciting to think about. I think Finn Balor is going to, whatever brand he ends up on, he's going to be able to ascend even quicker than he probably already would have because of the brand split. And then Sami Zayn, who I think should stay on Raw because he's like the most over mid-level babyface they have right now. He should stay on Raw because I think he's going to be a big draw, and um, you're gonna, he's going to get a lot of eyes on him very quickly. Um, I'm also interested to see, you know, we talk about some of these NXT guys when they do bring Samoa Joe up. I think that's going to be a good thing for him. He's going to have more emphasis placed on him rather quickly. Um, I still love your Cesaro point, though, D. Wayne. This is going to be great for him. He might be one of the biggest benefiters of the whole thing. Aaron, can I, I have a question for you. Okay. And you're a very smart guy, so I'm going to put you on a, a well, thinking I claim to be. I don't know if I am, but go ahead. Let's think about this now. If we're taking Raw's roster and uh-huh. doing a brand split, and there's going to be half the roster left, what do you do for a three-hour Raw now? Longer matches. Um, probably more stories that might arc throughout the show. You know how, like, they did this a lot with Rollins when he was champion, where, like, they'd do, like, an authority thing at the beginning, and then you'd have, like, Rollins would be in, like, four segments throughout the show, culminating whatever the main event angle was with Rollins. I think you might see sure. more more stuff like that, especially if you can get some intriguing opponents to go after Roman. Seth Rollins is a great choice to uh, continue where he left off with AJ, because I thought... I, and I said this, I believe I said this on our last episode, I think that this feud between Roman and AJ has been great for both of them. I think that it was a, it was a rousing success that resulted in two very great matches. Um, so I think you might see more stuff like that. Um, 
And I think I think you know how like in between kind of like transitioning from hour two to hour three, they'll put some really weird matches in there, like these tag team matches with Fandango and um, Tyler Breeze and Gold Dust and R Truth. I think you might get more stuff like that where they're just gonna throw some stuff at the wall when people might be tuning in and out just to see what sticks. So you might now, get more here's of that. My second part to this though, would you would you mess with just one? one WWE Network show and try to put that in the front hour of your Raw um, to try to help promote, get promoters. I'm not talking about NXT. I'm not talking about a show that should be your bookend of why people should have the um, have the network. But would you bring like just one show up to say, hey, this is going to be our first hour of Raw and then the wrestling for real Raw starts at not? No, because the USA Network is paying for um, original live content. Gotcha. And- that I I mean that would be kind of a nice way to break up the monotony. I agree with you, but they're they're getting paid to provide live content, and that's what they're going to do. Sure. So, um, I guess we'll go around the horn real quick again. If anyone had any final thoughts about the brand split, you know, again, we know very little about it, um, other than that it's going to occur at the very latest by July nineteenth when SmackDown goes live on Tuesdays on the USA Network and um. The rumor from Meltzer, who tends to be right more often than he's wrong about these things, that we're going to get a another world title added back into the mix of things. Any final thoughts? We'll go to you first, D-Wayne. Final thoughts. Okay. Um, the brand split, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how it's going to happen. Um, I, I expect to see some type of draft. Um... But again, we all we all know that the bigger talent is going to be on Raw, and unless they really truly say, "Look, we're going to have some big talent on on SmackDown, so that we can repeat, um, split up evenly," then eventually, you know, SmackDown. While we sit up here saying we're going to watch both, we're mainly just going to continue to watch Raw until we figure out how this is going to be done. I mean, as entertaining as Kevin Owens is. Depending on who's on SmackDown, it could be uh, just, okay, I sit here and record it and I watch it the next day or the next day. So it's 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 really interesting to see who's going to run the show and how, how the talent is going to be split. Is it going to be split evenly or are you just going to have your big names on one show and the people that probably won't get chance at all on SmackDown? And in that case, I think that that will hurt Kevin Owens. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, I think, you know, we, we've talked a lot about Kevin Owens. I think he's going to need some people to work with. Um, I think him and Randy Orton would be a really great pairing on the SmackDown brand to kind of maybe be the starting semblance of a world title picture. Um, Dr. M. So I think I'm, I'm really just curious to see how how they fill out both rosters um, in the long run, because especially with what this rash of departures lately in my sense is that they're not done releasing people. And I wouldn't be shocked if there were one or two more superstars that ask for their release too. Um, WWE has quite a bit of space opening up. So um, I'll, I'll just be curious to see because yeah, there's people in NXT that it'll be nice to see on TV every week, but they have to be careful and not completely gut NXT of all the talent they have. Yeah, and so I'm, I'm wondering if um, WWE is going to um, 
pull some people from the indies or people who have uh, been out of TNA for a bit that um, would likely jump at the chance to be on WWE TV. And I'm also curious to see how the, the Cruiserweight Classic factors into this because I think maybe a nice feature for SmackDown in particular would be sort of the, a Cruiserweight division. And from at least some of the people who've been announced for the tournament already, there's like four or five people I'd love to see in WWE. Yeah. And so um, it'll be interesting. To, I'll be interested to see how many people from that tournament WWE hires full time. <laughs> Great, yeah. yeah, great point. Um, Mr. Sellers, final Hold thoughts. Hold up. I got one more point real quick. Oh, boy. I'm, you know what I'm interested in seeing? Seeing how long this brand sprint is going to last. I think they're going to go that's, forward that's long-term with it, man. If they're going to have live SmackDown, I think you have to make it a long-term thing. <laughs> Mr. Sellers. All right, so let me ask you a quick question. What date is the next uh, NXT TakeOver? June the 7th, I believe. It's TakeOver Revenge is what it's called. Gotcha. I believe okay. it's June 7th. Here's my, here's my uh, two bold statements, predictions about uh, where they're going with this brand split. June 19th is Money in the Bank. The June 20th Raw will be your WWE draft because it's going to coincide with the NBA draft and the NHL draft that always happens around the same time. So since that's going to be your draft, you're going to get one month of programming where you're trying to see, while SmackDown still being pre-recorded, how this brand extension is going to work, which is going to lead to the live uh, July 18th and 19th, which will be a two-part Go home to a uh, battleground, which is the pay per view that's going to be in DC that Dwayne, myself, and Two Chains are all going to attend. And there you're going to have a gimmick match where you're going to have a Raw versus SmackDown match where it's going to show how the brand extension is going to continue to grow throughout its existence. So that's my bold statement how Money in the Bank is going to transition to a draft that's going to transition to the back to back go homes that will both be live. That will set up for your battleground because battleground is the Sunday after uh, the 19th. Um, so that, that's what I'm predicting to see how this draft is going to go. I think this could be a huge hit for the summer of WWE or a huge failure depending on how they operate or how they run it. That is pretty cool fantasy booking. Um, I think, kind of in closing, I think a lot. I think everyone's very excited at the potential for a draft because I think while there were some rough times during the initial brand split, specifically when they had like SmackDown only pay-per-views and raw only pay-per-views, there were some rough, 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 rough SmackDown only pay-per-views. Uh, some of which were headlined by JBL from that era. Uh I think, I think it's going to be just such a positive thing for a lot of the talent that needs to be, um, further made, if you will. And then we talked about a lot of guys that are going to benefit from this. I, I think my bold statement is that at WrestleMania 33 in Orlando, I think they're going to bring back the concept of the interpromotional match. Probably the most um, famous one of those was when you had Shawn Michaels on the Raw brand and Kurt Angle on the SmackDown brand, and it was you hadn't seen them really touch before, and then all of a sudden they were like feuding like crazy following the Rumble leading into WrestleMania 21 in Los Angeles. So I think yep. I think some things like that could be really fun. I know that they really want to do Cena Taker at WrestleMania, but as of now, it seems that Taker's kind of done in the ring. Um, it would be kind of neat 
if AJ and the club all ended up on SmackDown, you brought Balor in to do the whole Balor Club thing, and um, you know they feud with AJ for however long they feud with AJ, and then kind of an interpromotional thing, you have the Balor Club show up and kick Cena out of the Rumble or something, and you set up Balor Cena for WrestleMania as kind of an interpromotional spectacle type of thing. I think that could be a really big thing in terms of excitement and in terms of um, taking Finn Balor to the next level. Because what what bigger match at WrestleMania if Taker's gone would there be than the John Cena match? Sure. So that's my weird fantasy booking, but just stuff. I guess more. I just want to say interpromotional matches at big, maybe the big four pay per views. Because you know there's going to be a Raw versus SmackDown five on five this fall at Survivor Series. Now just stuff like that. I think they can come back to. Um, maybe war games could be brought back somehow. That could be fun. Yeah. So, um, well, I think I think it's safe to say we're all very excited about the draft and the brand the brand split again. And um, I look forward, and I know you guys do too, to kind of seeing the developments. Maybe we'll have to talk about it more this weekend on our weekend episode. Um, something else to look out for is the um, the best of the Super Juniors tournament is well underway in New Japan. I think Kyle O'Reilly is going to be in the finals again. He's doing very well. Um, I need to watch one of my matches of the year last year was the finals of the tournament last year. It was Kushida and Kyle O'Reilly, and they wrestled each other in the opening round this year. And I saw a gif on Twitter of this armbar spot that they did were off the turnbuckle. And yes, they did an armbar spot off the turnbuckle outside the ring. I need to go watch that match sometime. Maybe I'll talk about that next time we get on the air here but that's going on so uh something to look out for there and um we're gonna also be getting this is news that came out of ring of honor we're gonna be getting a rematch uh jay lethal and um jay briscoe are finally gonna have the rematch for the title briscoe never really got a rematch after he lost that title and it's one year to the date basically because it's at the best in the world pay-per-view coming up in june so those are some other things non-wwe that to look forward to um, but for the crew, uh, this is a Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. We're now on the Google Play Podcast Store. Uh, subscribe, download, rate, review all that for free on the Google Play Store. Anyone who's an Android user, so you can listen on the go and subscribe and help us out. And uh, we'll talk to you guys next time. Thanks for listening. <laughs>